Welcome to the Monday stream. This is Matt with So Cincy. We're glad to have you, and we're going to hop right into it. We're going to be in Isaiah 53 today, and we're going to be talking about um, stuff. I don't know what we're talking <laughs> We're going to be talking about... Uh, we're just going to be talking about the Isaiah 53. Now, I'll, let me be honest about something real quick. Whenever it's the Old Testament, or if you're reading this, any sort of scripture that you're unfamiliar with, you're uncomfortable with, and things like that, I'm going to give you some tips today on how to deal with your uncomfortableness while studying the Bible. So this stream and podcast, everything's going to serve two purposes. It's going to answer a question that we're going to look at. And it's also going to, uh, it's also going to serve a purpose and help you out. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. All right. So for tip number one, pray before you read the Bible. That's going to be a good tip. And I already prayed. I prayed right before the stream because I always pray right before the stream. So, but if you want a prayer, a little prayer, hey God, thank you for this day. Uh, help us to understand this passage. Amen. See, can be, prayer can be simple as that. All right. So the first thing you want to do after you pray. So the second thing you want to do, go slow with the Bible. So let's go slow with Isaiah 53. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led, led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as the sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal and he was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin... He will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier, because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels, and he bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels." And so that's Isaiah 53. And it's just, it really is just like a, a beautiful, um, 
passage of, of scripture. And so, um, when you, when you go through again, when you go, if you're unfamiliar, if you're uncomfortable, whether it's in the old Testament, whether it's new Testament, whatever it might be, just go slow with it and take your time. And if you need to read it over and over again, that's absolutely fine as well. Because the, you can, if you go quick with it and if you want to just get through it, you miss little tiny nuggets and stuff like that. And so, um, we might see some nuggets that, that have been revealed to me in Isaiah 53, but again, we'll just see as we're going to go back through it. And again, go through it multiple times. The second, the well, third tip that you're going to want to ask is that you're going to want to ask questions. And so, um, in the stream, we always ask three, like three questions, four questions, but so I narrowed it down to just three questions that will, um, be, be appropriate for this. And so our first question is going to be, what does this say about God? And so if we pull this back up for you, you just kind of go through it and see if there's something that sticks out to you that, that reveals something about God. So, um, the first couple of uh, verses really say something about God. So who has believed our message? My servant and I would ask, like, who is the servant? That would be more into, like, study, interpretation, things like that. But I would be curious as to my servant. I'd be, I'm going to make the assumption. And and also, you're going to have to know, like, a little background history. And so anything Old Testament is before Jesus. And then New Testament is, like, you know, Jesus and, and beyond. And so... I'm assuming this is going off to the assumption that he's talking about the, the coming Messiah, the coming uh, prophet and things like that. And so it says, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. Like, so that idea of the tender green shoot and a root in dry ground, like that doesn't show, at least to me, it doesn't show uh, like like health, like it's not going to be a, like an oak tree, like it's, it's tender and it's in dry ground. So that's going to show it's like, has something specific. And then it, it goes on. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him, which is interesting because whenever they were making prophecy about you know, the coming Messiah and things like that. The assumption was that, was that this, this person was going to be like this, this savior of the world. So they had the expectation that he was going to be a, a great soldier, the next King. And so just the way Jesus enters into the world, it's just upside down compared to what they were expecting. And you would think like, if you wanted someone to save you, like most heroes, like if you watch a, a superhero movie, like they're going to be, a, they're going to be handsome. They're going to be attractive and, and things like that. Like they're going to be strong and big and, you know, uh, like Iron Man has all the gadgets and, and Batman is a bill is a billionaire and has, and, and Superman is just super. But this one's like, there was nothing special, nothing beautiful, nothing majestic about his appearance and nothing to attract us to him. And it's interesting. And it goes on to talk about the response. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows. Uh, all these things. So. And then if as you keep looking on. There's other stuff in this. In this. And so it appears for a rebellion. 
beaten so we could be whole. Those kinds of things. The next question you want to ask is, what does this say about people? And then, so starting in, in four, it says, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Our weaknesses, our sorrows, our troubles for our, like for our sins, like these things are, uh, everything wrong with us put on him. Verse five, he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins and he was beaten. And this goes back to what I say about God. And so it's a, the marriage of these two ideas. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Because, verse 6, all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We've left God's path to follow our own. Yet, and that's big, yets, buts, ands, therefore, words like that are going to be huge. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. And it's just that idea that passage is is just cool. It's it really it really really is like just to be able to to see that and and hear that and things. So, what does it say about people? Is that we're terrible? We are awful. We <laughs> we rebel. We go our own way. All these things. And so, the the coming Messiah. Of what's to come, the the person that Isaiah was prophesying about, even while we're against him, God still died for us. Like Jesus still died for us, which is big. And then the last question is: is how do I change my life according? And so. I'm going to answer this two ways. The first way is, is understanding what is the question that we're asking in today's. And so the question that we're asking today is, is there any way, and this comes from the New City Catechism, is there any way to escape punishment and be brought back into God's favor? And this is why Isaiah 53, this, this scripture was so important for, for us to go over because it's going to reveal what the answer is. And so it says, is there any way to escape punishment? Yes. To satisfy his justice, God himself out of mere mercy reconciles us to himself and deliver us from sin and from the punishment for sin by a redeemer. And so if we're looking for a, a passage to, to respond to that, you look at Isaiah 53, 10 and 11, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. And so if you were looking at this, you would ask who's him. And in the context, you know, it's not, it's not Satan. It's not the devil. It's not a defeat of evil, but it's the punishment that God put on himself as his son so that we who put our faith in Jesus can be, can, can find favor, can be made righteous. So it's, but the Lord's good plan to crush him. And notice that it's good plan. Like that's, that's part of it, right? It's a good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants and he will enjoy a long life. 
and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hand. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. And it's just a, it's just a encouraging thing. It's an, it's an encouraging thing to, to read, uh, to hear about like the idea that many and all can be counted righteous for their sins. So, um, if you think your sin is too big, if you think your sin is, you know, too, too terrible that it, that it can't be dealt with and taken care of is that like Jesus put it on the cross for, um, for, for, for you and for me, like there, like there is no sin too big that, uh, he can't wipe away and count you as righteous. And so it's a good encouraging thing for you to, to know today. And so the other way I wanted to answer this is, um, how do I change my life accordingly is to be just encouraged by that, to see that this is something that is, uh, good to know in terms of, um, being with God, like making, making it through life, having, having a, now a, a joy that we can be counted as righteous. And the last question or the last tip is to meditate on a um, unique verse that you, that you might be going through. There might be something that, that sticks out. You, you could even pray like, hey, reveal something to me that I need to just meditate or, or think on. Um, and so if I was doing, if I, again, since we're doing this one, I would want to think on verse 10 and 11. And understanding that that uh, that the life of the coming Messiah is made as an offering for for sin, and it, there's there, again there's just there's so much stuff in here. So if you look at this, it's think about how the plan for Jesus and for salvation for all is, even though the death of Jesus is so brutal. And the crucifixion is is so brutal that it was a good plan. The good plan will prosper. And when God, I think the he here in 11, when he sees all, that is accomplished by his anguish. I think that's when, if I were to, if I was studying this as I am, I would see this as two people in that, in that line. When he, the Lord sees all that is accomplished by his Jesus anguish, he will be satisfied. That's why you want to take it slow. So the anguish satisfies God's wrath, God's uh, desire to see sin fully punished, to satisfy what, what God needs, that's all part of it. 
And because of this, the servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous because he bears all their sins. And so you can think on that verse. So again, go slow with the Bible, ask questions and meditate on a unique verse. And those things will be good for you. <laughs> so it's cool to it's it's always good to see like these scriptures and and how they can come to life and hopefully this was encouraging for you and something that was uh for you that will um what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but hopefully this is something that encourages you. Um, again, slow with it, ask questions, and then meditate on a unique verse. So if you need one Isaiah 53, 10 through 11 is going to be your unique verse. And so that looks at it as we, again, answer the question, is there any way to escape punishment and be brought back into God's favor? Yeah. Check out Isaiah 53. So as we close out, who needs to hear this uh scripture who needs to just be encouraged about sin and being redeemed and all those things and then we'll see you uh on wednesday and also more info to come out tomorrow about the march and so i'm really really excited about that until then we'll see you peace